You're listening to Weight Loss for Life Coaches, Episode 81, with Master Certified Life and Weight Loss Coach, Paige Bowman. Welcome to Weight Loss for Life Coaches, the weekly podcast for coaches who are growing their coaching business and on their weight loss journey. Each week, we'll be tackling why weight loss feels hard and how to make hitting your weight loss goal the simplest thing you do all day. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Today, we are talking about your thoughts, your feelings, and your thoughts about your feelings. Are you ready? I am recording this the week of 4th of July, so Independence Day here in America. I think it's also the week of Canada Day, so I hope you had a great day of celebration (laughs) sometime in July. And wherever you live, happy day of your country to you as well. (laughs) So we're going to get meta today. So get ready. We are going to talk about your thoughts about your feelings. But if you think about it, we're always talking about your thoughts about something at some point, right? Whether we're talking about taking actions or the circumstances in your life. It's always about your, it's the focus of your thoughts on that action. So for example, if we're talking about doing the three steps and we're talking about, are you doing it? Are you not doing it? We're going to involve your thoughts about it. It's the same with your emotions, right? You have your emotions, you have the chemical, physical sensations that are happening in your body, their chemical reactions triggered by the thoughts you're having, but it's hard to talk about your feelings without inserting or having opinions on your feelings. So I wanted to dedicate an entire podcast all about your thoughts, recognizing what your thoughts are about your feelings and your emotions, and also changing them if those thoughts or those opinions you have about your emotions aren't serving you, like they are not helping you manage your emotions in a way that gets you what you want, like weight loss. If your stories about emotions are that they're a problem, it's going to be hard to build up tools to help you manage your emotions if you're having negative stories about them. So we're going to talk about recognizing and acknowledging what those stories that you're telling are about your emotions, taking a look at them, taking a look at how they affect your weight loss. And we're going to do an exercise on getting neutral with your thoughts about your feelings. And then we're going to talk about what to do moving forward. So let's start with just laying it out there. You do have thoughts or opinions or stories, whatever way you want to put it, you do have thoughts about your feelings. Even if you're not quite sure what they are, you have them. Listen, y'all, we have opinions about everything. So if you use a self-coaching model, it was created by the Life Coach School. I've talked about it a few times on the podcast. It's the idea that you write down on a piece of paper, for example, C-T-F-A-R. So if you go down, not across, if you go down and you write C and then T and then F and then A and then R, the C is for circumstances. T is for thought. F is for feeling. 
A is for action and R is for result. I like to think about it like a math equation. Like you you put one thing in there or two things in there and you kind of figure out what that creates throughout the rest of the model. I have fun with it with my clients. But if you put, instead of putting the feeling in the feeling line, if you put the feeling, let's say frustrated in the C line, so the circumstance is that you have a feeling of frustration in your body, we can say that that's factually true, that there is that chemical, that physical reaction that you have labeled frustrated in the circumstance line, you then would take a look at what your T line is. What is your thought about having frustration in your body, feeling the emotion of frustration? You have a T about that. You have a thought about that. So this first step is to acknowledge what are they? It's like in your business. I was thinking about this, like another example of it. You have marketing. So the kind of marketing that you do for your coaching business, that's a thing you do. It's actions you take. But if you were to really think about it, if you were to pause and think about it, you have thoughts about marketing. And those thoughts will dictate how you market, how often, and whether you like it or not. So it's the same with emotions. You have your emotions and you have thoughts about your emotions. And your thoughts about your emotions will dictate whether you let yourself sit with them and process them, how often, or if you avoid them or resist them or eat because of them. And really your thoughts about your emotions really decide whether you like the feeling or accept it or not. So the next thing you'll do after acknowledging it's true, I have thoughts about my feelings, you are going to take a look at what those thoughts are. This is where we do the work of getting curious. We become what the Life Coach School teaches in certification, becoming the watcher, becoming the observer. I know Eckhart Tolle teaches this too, like stepping outside of yourself to observe yourself. You can do that with your thoughts about your emotions. And listen, your coach, I know you know how to do this with your clients, where you take a look at what their thoughts are about whatever it is you're coaching on. You're going to do this for yourself with emotions. So you're going to take a piece of paper, or if you're going on a walk, have in mind one emotion and write that at the top of your paper and write, what are my thoughts about this emotion? What are my thoughts about how this emotion feels in my body? What are my thoughts about how I show up in the world when this emotion is in my body? Do I think this emotion is good or bad? Write your thoughts down, positive or negative. Why? So we're really just taking a look at, and it's not just a thought download. We're taking a look at what are your stories about emotions one at a time. And you could do this about emotions in general. I like to do this with one feeling. So for example, I started with frustrated when I started with coaching. I wanted to understand what my thoughts were. Why do I think this is a problem? How do I think about myself when I have frustrated in my body? What do I make it mean that this is an emotion I feel? So I really got to understand my story, my opinions about the emotion. And I did so, remember, from curiosity, from being the observer, from being the watcher, This is going to be really key. This is like the deep work we were talking about in the last few episodes. This is like that key foundational work that no one teaches you to do, especially when it comes to weight loss, but it makes a huge difference when you know that 
one of the things you do is emotionally eat. Well, if you start working on your thoughts about your feelings and creating thoughts that are helpful to have about your feelings, then you'll be more likely to manage them in a way that's useful for you and then use food way less to manage your emotions and therefore weight loss gets to be simple. And I'll give you a personal example of how this affects your weight loss, specifically having negative thoughts or thoughts that don't feel good, thoughts that don't make you want to manage your emotions in a way that's doable and is best for you. Going back to frustration and me and me and frustration, (laughs) my relationship with frustration. When I first started working with the urge jar and I teach about allowing urges on the podcast and I share that exercise specifically with all of my clients, it's one of the main tools we work on. When I first started doing this and my coach was teaching me how to do it, I chose frustration as the first emotion to really work on because what was happening was I would think something, something would happen and I would just boom, feel frustrated and I would have this like hot, buzzy feeling in my body that would then trigger me then getting mad at myself or feeling frustrated. And it would just like, it would be my whole day. I would be in this energy of frustrated. And so when I was in that energy and I was like, oh, I hate that I feel frustrated. I hate that I'm feeling this way. I hate this emotion. Maybe I didn't say it like that, but that was my energy. I was way less likely to allow the emotion, process it. I was way less likely to pay attention to my body. I was more likely to go eat something and have cravings and give into the cravings because I'm feeling crappy. And my brain is like, hey, we want some pleasure up in here. And I'm like, okay, let's do it because I am feeling crappy because I'm feeling frustrated. You can see how there's this like downward spiral, this cycle of I don't like this emotion. So when I'm feeling it, I want to avoid it. And one of the best ways I know how to avoid it is food. And so When you have these stories, these opinions about an emotion or emotions in general, they will permeate your weight loss journey. It'll create more obstacles and objections to doing the simple things it takes to lose weight because you have this foundational belief, this probably subconscious belief about emotions that is seeping through to your decisions on a daily basis. So what I did is, I started making peace with the fact that I have frustration in my body sometimes. And I think thoughts that trigger frustration, right? It's not that I just have frustration in my body. My thoughts create my feelings. So it was making peace with, I sometimes think thoughts that create frustration. And then I worked on making peace with the emotion of frustration in my body. And that then allowed me to sit with it, to be with it, not to add extra discomfort on top of feeling it. And therefore, I wasn't creating as many urges for myself and needing to soothe myself with food. So that's what we're going to do next. After you've done that exercise of taking a look at what your thoughts are about emotions or an emotion, it's time to get clear. Feelings are neutral. And then we will do the work on making peace with emotions, which is what I was just talking about with my story about frustration You're going to do that next, but this middle piece is so important. Feelings and emotions are neutral. They are physical reactions, chemical reactions in your body that trigger physical sensations in your body, and they are triggered by the thoughts you're having. That is it. So 
one thing I've heard explained that I, I love this this example, or it's not an example, it's a story, but I love this so much. It's this idea that if an alien came to Earth and wanted to experience what it was like to be a human, we would say, well, one thing is we experience emotions. And they might say, well, what is that? And so you'd explain that and maybe (laughs) we're more advanced by then and we can put this emotion of frustration into a needle, like a liquid that you would put into a needle and then you would give the alien a shot and you would shoot them with the physical, right? That chemical that creates the physical sensation that we have labeled frustration in their body. And so maybe they would have this, like their blood would be running faster. Their heart would be running faster. Maybe they would feel hot. They would feel all buzzy. And we'd say, this is frustration. And they would say, oh, okay, this is an emotion. Interesting. Moving on. So it's like, thinking about an emotion in that way, it really diffuses all the things we've tied to emotions, right? Our stories about emotions. I want to acknowledge the idea that we have thoughts and stories and opinions about emotions in a way that has been useful. So for example, when my body starts feeling like I have a tightness in my chest and maybe my heart rate goes up, I have labeled that as anxiety. And in the past, when I realized I have anxiety in my body and that that I'm feeling those physical sensations, in the past, it's alerted me to pay attention to my surroundings because I might be in danger. So my thought about anxiety is, this is something I need to pay attention to. It means that there's something dangerous going on. So you do have stories about emotions. It doesn't mean that they're wrong or bad, but that's why we did the exercise of, What do I make this emotion mean when it's in my body? Because you'll find that it may have been useful to make, you know, when anxiety is in my body mean that there's a problem because that's how I got myself to pay attention and therefore figure out what the problem was and solve it. So in the scheme of things, you do have stories about emotions and sometimes those stories are useful. But here's what I have found. When I have anxiety in my body, my reaction to that is no longer that there's a problem in my life that I need to pay attention to. And here's why. I've realized that my brain thinks a lot of things are dangerous. So if every time I subconsciously, my brain just like comes up with something that it thinks is dangerous in my brain, it's not even like something in my environment. It just thinks a thing. And then that triggers anxiety. I've learned that that does not mean I need to stop everything and figure out what's dangerous that's in my environment or in my brain. What I've realized is that's just how I work. And I can trust myself to just be paying attention to my environment and that if there is something dangerous, I'll pay attention to it. So now my new story is when I feel that tightness in my chest and my heart rate goes up and that's the physical sensation of the emotion that I've labeled anxiety, when that's in my body, my new story about that is, yep, that's what my brain and body does. Sometimes I don't even know what the thought is and I think it and it triggers this and that's okay. I'm not perfect. This isn't always the case, but I have done a lot of work rewriting my story about anxiety, the emotion of anxiety, how anxiety shows up in my body, and then the thoughts that are triggered by anxiety being in my body. I have done so much work on that. 
And it means that every time I feel anxious, I'm not in a high alert state. And that's really useful for me because my brain does, it does go there often in one day. (laughs) There are probably 20 times my brain tells me, especially through the body signal of emotion of anxiety in my body, that there is something dangerous happening. And 15 of those times, I can naturally just start relaxing because of the new story I have about anxiety. That's just what my body and brain do. It's fine. And I can guide myself back into calm. And I'd say maybe five of those times I'm like, okay, something is happening. What is it? So I'm not perfect. But that's an example of what you want to get to is retelling the story of the emotion. But that middle part is acknowledging this emotion is neutral. Anxiety in your body is a neutral emotion. Sadness, grief, anger, happiness, excitement, all of these overwhelm, confusion, all of them are just neutral emotions because they're technically physical reactions, chemicals happening in your body triggered by thoughts. So maybe that's an exercise too of showing yourself how that's true and using a little bit of what we've talked about today on the podcast. So the next thing is to decide on purpose what you want to think about your emotions or one specific emotion. And like I said, you can do this one at a time. So going back to frustration, I decided, and then this took me a while. It took me a while when it comes to time and practice and just making the decision of, or really trusting myself that I could decide to have a different story about frustration. This one took me a bit. And where I got to is that I'm a human who thinks thoughts that triggers frustration in my body. That's okay. That doesn't mean anything negative about me. I'm not any less awesome or amazing or worthy human. I still am all those things. And sometimes frustration is in my body. And you know what? It can be there. This is within the last like two years has been a revelation for me that's really changed the game. Y'all, I can feel frustrated and not make it go away. I don't even have to process it. I can just feel it in my body. I can think thoughts that create frustration and this is not a problem. I don't need to make it go away and I'm not telling any negative stories about myself. The story I'm really telling is, This happens sometimes and it's okay. It's not bad. And that's been huge for me because in the past, the story was, I'm an angry person. I shouldn't be like this. I can't control myself. Once I get frustrated or angry, there I go. I ruin the rest of the day. Um, Better people aren't like this. I mean, I had a story. So that's why I wanted to share my example because I've done a lot of work here and Overall, this has been a game changer in my relationship with myself, but doing this with one emotion at a time has made it so much easier to then be willing to process emotions, sit with my emotions and let them go rather than resist them or eat because of them. So we're getting deep with your stories and changing your stories about emotions that don't serve you and that they don't allow you to be okay with your emotion or process it. We're going to work on that through these exercises we've talked about so that on the other side of that, you are willing to process and sit with your emotions. And therefore, when you're feeling frustrated or anxious, you don't need to quote unquote feel better. So you're not going to create a bunch of urges for food and 
because you're okay with feeling that emotion, you won't do something to make the emotion go away like eat. So you can see how doing this deep foundational work around emotions permeates and really shines through in a moment by moment basis. I can sit here and feel frustrated and not find myself walking to the kitchen to make this go away or try to make my day better. I can just sit here and feel frustrated. So today I'm way more likely to follow my food plan. And then because I felt frustrated, I got a win. I feel accomplished. So when I feel anxious in an hour, (laughs) I can let myself sit with it and process it and be okay with it. So again, I don't have a craving. I don't go eat food. I stick to my plan and on and on it goes. This is what it looks like on a daily basis. And here is the last thing. The most important thing is no longer letting your thoughts about your feelings be unintentional. You've listened to today's podcast. You've listened to my own personal examples of paying attention to what my unintentional stories and opinions about emotions were and getting neutral and then changing those stories. So here's what I want you to take away from this. I will no longer let my thoughts about my feelings, my stories about my feelings and emotions be unintentional. From here on out, one at a time, I'm going to see what those stories are and I'm going to start changing the ones that don't serve me. I'm going to go back and use the marketing example for your coaching business. If you realized that you had a story about marketing that kept you from showing up and doing it more often for your business so you can sign clients and help them, you would then go make a change to your story, to your thoughts about marketing. You'd be like, well, I'm not going to let it stay like that. It's not helping me get the result I want. It's not helping me grow my business. So in the same way, if you listen to this podcast and you're like, yep, I definitely got some stories about feelings and emotions that are not helping me. Do the work to make those changes. Don't just listen to this. Go take this into your self-coaching session or take it to your coach or if you're my client, bring it to our session and do this deep work around emotions. We've been talking about deep work over the last few podcast episodes and I really want you to think about how this relates to simple weight loss and hear me talk about this, but also start selling yourself on it. It's this idea that when you do this deep work, you're making changes to really like your beliefs, right? That's what we're talking about here is your thoughts about your feelings. You're making changes to your beliefs that will then allow you to do the doable and maintainable things it takes to lose weight. If you go and only do the tools that I teach here and you don't go make changes to old belief patterns, old stories, old opinions, those will, like we just said a little bit ago, those will permeate through your daily actions. So there is the simple tools and then there is the unraveling, right? Acknowledging and then unraveling the thoughts and the beliefs that are what ultimately get in the way. So going back to the example around marketing, I can just go market more and I can push myself. But if I don't work on whatever beliefs I have about marketing that are making it hard for me to show up for my audience, that's going to feel really resistant and pushy and pressury. I'm not going to like it. 
But if I do the work on changing my stories around marketing and figuring out what's even going on there, right, in my brain, then when I figure out what those are and make changes to those, it's going to be that much easier to show up for my audience in a way that I want to because I'm not doing things against those old beliefs. So do the simple things. Follow the three super simple steps like we talked about in episode five, planning your food ahead of time, writing it down and following your plan. Allow those urges, pay attention to your hunger and fullness scale and make time to do the deep work and figure out, like we talked about today, what are your stories about emotions that are getting in your way, seeing emotions that's neutral and then changing your stories around emotions that allows you to then let them sit in your body and process them without needing to resist them or eat because of them. All right, another deep dive foundational work kind of episode for you. I've wanted to get some of these out for a while now and they are here. So, so glad they are in your hands now. If you love this episode and you love the Weight Loss for Life Coaches podcast, share it with someone you know would benefit so much from this podcast and leave a rating and a review wherever you listen to podcasts. It's the best way to support getting this podcast in your hands every single week. And if you want to do this deep work with someone who's an expert in the emotional work, because you know that this is what needs to be done to really lose the weight for the last time, then book your console call with me. You can do so by going to pagewoman.com slash services or click the link in my bio on Instagram at lifecoachpageb. We'll get on a console call. We'll talk about what your deep work journey will be like while we work together. And then we'll make sure we're a good fit and get started. All right, you all, I will see you next week. Bye.